Adrift in the great void of space, the personnel on Moonbase Alpha have experienced so much that is strange and inexplicable. They have become accustomed to expecting the unexpected. Paul, did you hear that? You hear what? I don't hear anything unusual. Welcome to the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, a character-by-character look at the coolest heroes and villains that Marvel Comics has to offer. You can thank us later. For now, just listen. The music for this is just its so mellow yellow that I'm just like, usually, you know, I like to come in hot, but I feel like I should come in a bit cool. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is me, Icy Robots, and we are back for episode two of the audio handbook of the Marvel Universe, where this week we will be taking a look at one of my favorite characters of all the times, a big green gal who goes by the name of... The She-Hulk. Yes, indeed. Jennifer Walters, the number one superhero lawyer in the Marvel Comics universe. You know what? Uh, I'm going to take a sidebar. That's what we're going to call that. It's a sidebar when I just kind of talk about something else for a minute. I um, I used my Snackmaster earlier and I made a uh, pizza pocket sandwich. I used, you know, pizza cheese. I cut up a uh, pepperoni stick that we had in the refrigerator. I I don't know if that was the best idea. Then I put some green peppers, some canned olives, some canned black olives. I sliced those up and then a bit of mushrooms and I used my Snackmaster pocket sandwich maker to prepare that and uh, I don't feel that great right now. My stomach is like all twisty turvy. What do you guys take when your stomach's not great? I, uh, I like Prilosec. I like Pepto. Pepto though? I don't know. You know what doesn't do a darn thing is Tums. Do you guys like Tums? I think that you could just chew a whole pack and it's not going to do anything at all. But anyway, She-Hulk is... She's just one of my favorites. I don't know what it is. I have always had an affinity for uh, girl versions of the characters. You know, Batgirl, uh, you name it, Spider-Woman. And She-Hulk is one of those that actually falls into that. I don't know what it is. It's probably just something about me. But anyhow... Let's, uh, let's get started. Let's, uh, grab the handbook of the Marvel Universe. You know, I always put them way over here, and then I need them, and they're not where I want them to be. This is issue number nine. It came out in September of 1983, and it covers Q all the way through S. So we got Quasar all the way to She-Hulk. Quasar is pretty cool. He has, um, he has a weird cape, and he's wearing a headband. He has a crown. On his logo. So let's see. She-Hulk is on page 31. Um, It does look like this version of She-Hulk was drawn by somebody that goes by the name of Alan Milgram. Now, I am not familiar with Alan Milgram's work, but he draws a very, very brutish looking She-Hulk. She is wearing uh, a leotard, a purple leotard, as well as some leg warmers. And what appears to be kind of a cross between New Balance sneakers and Adidas. It's not a good look. And her face is all twisted up. She looks... She looks crazy. This is not... If it were me, I probably would have picked like a John Byrne drawing of She-Hulk. But at any rate, let's take a look at what there is to take a look at about She-Hulk. Okay, uh... Her real name is Jennifer Walters. Jen Walters. She is a former criminal defense lawyer and a professional adventurer. 
As far as I know, she is actually still a lawyer. Um, I've always liked it when they say that they are professional adventurers. I, I think that implies that they don't have a job. They just gallivant about and do whatever they do. Uh, her legal status is that of an American citizen, and she has no criminal record. Former aliases are none. She was born in L.A., Los Angeles, California, and her marital status is a single. I think that's how she likes it. You know, uh, I've read a lot of She-Hulk comics over the years, and she does seem like she has a lot of love interest. What I, what I understand is that uh, when she is She-Hulk, not only does she have, you know, in increased strength and vitality and whatever, she also has, like, uh, an increased... Uh, Libido, she has an increased lust for life. Uh, Jennifer Walters is very reserved, and when she becomes She-Hulk, she's just, let's get the party started, you know, she's just, she wants to get it poppin', she just wants to get out there and live life to the fullest. Now, it might not be that this is actually because of her being She-Hulk, it might not be because of the, uh, the gamma blood or whatever it was that turned her into She-Hulk, it might just be that... Jennifer Walters doesn't feel safe in life, and when she becomes She-Hulk, you know, maybe, uh, she just feels like she can let it all hang out, like ADOR back in the day, you know? Huh. Now I, uh, now I want to hear some ADOR. Were you guys down with these guys? I doubt it. I don't think anyone was really down with them. Uh, ADOR stood for another definition of rhythm. They came out in 1994. It was, a uh, a white hip-hop act produced by Pete Rock. I had this buddy who went by the name of Slug Nutty, and this dude was just, he was, you know, a, uh, Caucasian fellow that was crazy into hip-hop, and anytime there was a new, uh, white group on the scene, dude just had to rep them to the fullest. Uh, let me see if I can pull up some ADOR for a second, and we will, uh, learn what it's like to, uh, let it all hang out for a moment. Ah, here it is in the databank. Here, here we go. It's, uh, it's, yeah, it's good, but it's pretty typical Pete Rock stuff. Just kind of those jazzy beats with him, uh, talking over the, uh, chorus. I, that used to bug me, but then I started thinking more about it. And he, uh, when he does that, he gets, like, a double credit, doesn't he? He gets a credit for making the beat, and then he gets a vocal credit, too, because he's actually on the song. Pete Rock, you, uh, are a genius in more ways than one. Uh, Puffy Combs and Timberland were also guilty of this. So let's see, um... She is affiliated with the group as the Avengers. She has some known relatives of Morris Walter, Elaine Walters, Robert Bruce Banner, a.k.a. the Hizulk, who is her cousin. And her first appearance was in She-Hulk number one. That's actually a comic that I have. I sort of, uh, I got a pretty good collection of, um, what I focus on is first appearances of female characters. And I got a pretty good collection. I got... She-Hulk, I got Black Cat, I got Batgirl, I got Poison Ivy, I have, uh, Harley Quinn, I have X-23, I have Captain Marvel, I have Dazzler, I got all kinds of fun ones, um, I think I picked this She-Hulk up for, like, $30, $35, maybe, like, 10 years ago, I kind of imagine you could still get one for about the same price today, so let's, uh, let's get into the origin of Jennifer Walters. Jennifer Walters was the daughter of Morris Walters, a sheriff of Los Angeles County in Elaine Waters, and first cousin to Robert Bruce Banner, the atomic scientist who years earlier 
was transformed by Gamma was transformed by gamma radiation into the Hulk. Born in Los Angeles, Jennifer frequently spent summer vacations with her mother's relatives, the Banners, in Ohio. That seems like a weird move. Uh, wouldn't you think maybe the Banners might want to come to L.A. as opposed to sending uh, Jennifer to Ohio? It's like, you know what, though? Uh, every parent needs a break, so maybe they just needed a break from Jen, and they sent her off to Ohio. Either way, sounds like fun. Despite an age difference of five years, Jennifer and Bruce became as close as brother and sister, but saw less of each other when Banner left Dayton to attend college in New Mexico. Upon her graduation from high school, Walters went to law school at the University of California, Los Angeles, UCLA, huh? Pretty good. While Bruce went to medical school. Although they cor corresponded briefly, the two lost track of each other when Banner left medical school in his second year to study nuclear physics. You know... I can see how that's happening. One of them uh, working hard to be a lawyer, the other one trying to be like a nuclear physicist. Both of those are pretty involved. And as people, as people get older, you lose touch. I had cousins that I was super tight with back in the day that I just don't even, don't even talk to anymore, which is not because I don't want to. It's just, I don't know, man. As you grow older, you sometimes grow different. So uh, after Banner began working with the military on top secret gamma bomb projects, he dropped contact with all of his families for reasons of national security. So, once he started working for the man making bombs, they're just like, look, Bruce, you can't talk to your fam anymore. That's just, you know, it can't be like that. So, he, you know, he was with it, I guess. Um, graduating from law school with high honors, Walters established a successful criminal law practice in Los Angeles. That's pretty good, too, man. Los Angeles, it's like... That's a difficult place to make it. The rent is in incredibly expensive. It's just incredibly expensive. And it is just... LA, man. Okay, I I live in California, but I live on the northern portion of California. And while most states have a rival state, I don't think that California does. But what it does have is rival sides. And being from northern California, your rival is the south. We have San Francisco... They have Los Angeles. We hate them. They hate us. And that's just, you know, that's the way it's been forever. And it's probably the way it will be for all times. Um, up south, down south. I don't know why I said that. Down south, we view that, you know, we view down south like these guys are the scum of the earth. We think it's a gross place, full of gross people. But we also admit that it's, you know, it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. And if you can uh, keep from going under there, you're doing all right. Uh, yeah, at any rate, I guess that's some kind of respects, props. So one day, Bruce visited her in an attempt to reestablish contact. Uh, he had to confide in her the emotional trauma that his alter ego, the Hulk, had caused him over the intervening years. It would be rough. I'm going to say that right now. It would be rough to be a Hulk. Um, you have superpowers, but also... You're destructive. You destroy everything that you come across. And there's countless bodies on your conscience. And even though it is not your fault, you're still the one doing it. So, you, you, you know, you don't feel good about yourself being the Hulk. So it would make sense to reach out to somebody that, while not close with now, you were very close with in the past. And you also, uh, you know, you share blood. You have a bond. Here is where things start to get dicey. At that time, Walters had been defending a hood named Lou Monkton, Monkton, M-O-N-K-T-O-N, 
whom gangster Nicholas Trask, wonder if this guy was in relation to Bolivar Trask from the uh, Days of Future Past. Possibly, who knows. Anyway, uh, a gangster named Nicholas Trask had framed for the murder of Trask's bodyguard. While Walters drove Banner to her Los Angeles home, one of Trask's henchmen made an attempt on her life. With his cousin rapidly losing blood from the gunshot wound, I wonder why why Bruce didn't turn to Hulk when the uh, gun attack happened. Wouldn't you think that, blap, 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 you're under fire, it's altogether possible that you might get jacked up enough that you become a Hulk. Uh, he didn't, though. Maybe he's just, you know, he's chill, man. He's chilling out, I guess. I suppose that has always been, you know, Dr. Banner's uh, cause, except for finding a cure. His cause has been to find inner peace. Maybe he had it at that moment. But anyway, Jen Walters got blapped with the blap gun and she was bleeding out. She was bleeding all over the place. And Bruce had no choice but to give her a transfusion of his gamma blood. Uh, I wonder, you know, I wonder if he knew what was going to happen. He must have... He must have had an idea that giving her the transfusion of the blood might turn her into a Hulk. He it would have to be considered one of, if not the, leading expert on gamma radiation. So I would imagine Fool had some idea what he was doing. But you know what? Maybe he uh, cared about her so much that he thought it was worth the risk. But knowing what it's like to be a Hulk and knowing how bad it has been for him... Is it worth risking your cousin having a terrible life like you have just to save her life? I know that you, uh, as a doctor, he is a medical doctor. We do know this. He went to med school. He didn't finish, but he did, he did, uh, study enough that he would, you know, have the philosophies in his mind and it would be very important for him to save somebody. But I also believe a doctor is supposed to first do no harm and it might be that he was doing harm to Jen Walters. Let's see, uh, let's take a quick pause, check out a commercial from the VHS vault, and then we will be back, and we will learn about the full effects of this, uh, blood switch situation. The Incredible Hulk meets Spider-Man. Each figure a foot tall and fully posable. All you need is a piece of string, and here comes Spider-Man. This is a job for the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk with a face that's mean. Lots of muscle and skin that's green. Superhero Hulk. Good job, handsome. The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man from the Superhero Collection. Each sold separately by Mego. That commercial is so dope, dude. I love Migos. I didn't have a lot of them growing up. Um, but the ones I have, I, I remember having Robin. And I remember he just fell to bits one day and that was that. Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I know I had the Hulk and I know I had Spider-Man, but my one distinct Mego memory is having Robin just fall to bits. Uh, let's get back into this. Let's see. Banner improvised an emergency blood transfusion. Knowing that he and his cousin shared the same blood type, how would he know that? Um, anyway, maybe it's just something I don't know. Who cares? As soon as it was evident that Walters would survive, Banner disappeared for fear and the excitement he would turn into the Hulk. I mean... The shooting doesn't make him turn into the Hulk, but he he does this weird blood transfusion, like, probably on the side of the road to his cousin, and then as soon as he's done, he leaves. Ugh, what a weirdo. Um, the effects on Walters of the transfusion of gamma radiation mutated blood was first manifested when Trask's men, posing as doctors, infiltrated her hotel room. So they were... These guys were... 
they were determined to snuff out She-Hulk. They were going to go get her while she was at rest in the hospital. They stole some lab coats. They probably hit up lens crafters on the way there. You know, they jacked the back room of lens crafters, got some lab coats, and then they uh, <laughs> they snuck into the hospital. I wonder if they put masks, you know, like those uh, face masks on so people wouldn't know who they were. Anyway, uh, do, 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 do. Uh, when Walters recognized them, her anger triggered the transformation into a seven-foot-tall, superhumanly strong female version of the Hulk who became known as the She-Hulk. So, this is pretty dope. When she saw him, they, she wasn't scared. Her first thought wasn't like, oh my god, these guys are here. They're gonna kill me. Her first thought was, I am so mad that these guys are gonna kill me that I want to fight back. And when it was time to fight back, she fought back as the She-Hulk. After exacting vengeance on uh, Trask's organization, Walters soon found herself deriving more satisfaction from life as She-Hulk than from her career as a lawyer. That's one of the things. Uh, I read a She-Hulk comic a few years ago. I read the whole series. I, I don't remember. It was in uh, you know the early 2000s, I guess, when I was really way into reading monthly comics. And in this series... I think it was written by Dan Slott, and it was really good. I recommend it. Uh, just go find, you know, look up She-Hulk on Amazon and see what comes up. Um, in this, the series really focused on her lawyerly duties. That was the main thing. She tried different cases, and the cases were interesting. It was uh, kind of like Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, when he was doing those Hanna-Barbera cases. But she was doing cases in the superhero universe, and I, I highly recommend it. But one of the... Uh, one of the personal conflicts that keeps coming up is she wants to be She-Hulk all the time. And the law firm likes it. They try superhero cases, so they would like it if, you know, she did stay She-Hulk. But her boyfriend, who I believe was uh, J. Jonah Jameson's son, who um, went to the moon and turned into a werewolf. I don't know the details of that, but he wanted her to stay as the smaller, more demure Jennifer Walters, but she liked being, you know, she hulked. She liked being big and green and strong, and he felt a bit intimidated having a girlfriend who uh, was quite large. I think that, in the end, this is what broke up their relationship. So, her wanting to be She-Hulk instead of Jennifer Walters has always been a conflict. I, if it were me, and I wasn't like... A big brute like the Hulk. Like, she turns into a big woman. But it appears as if she's like... You know, she's not ugly. She's a big, attractive woman who happens to be green and massively muscular. She's not like... She's not a monster. She's just really big. She's not like the Hulk. Uh, if I could turn into like a six foot ten green monster who was super strong... I, I don't know why I said monster. I just said she wasn't a monster. If I could turn into a six foot ten green dude who was like LeBron James, you know, I was like six foot nine, I would probably stay that dude instead of being me. It, it uh, it makes sense. Uh, sorry, I just, I have this replica of the WWF Hardcore Championship, the one that was made famous by Crash Holly and Mick Foley, and I just, I dropped it, I'm sorry. It fell again. Um, let's see, what's, uh, what else is there to know as She-Hulk? After after she decided to give up lawyering, she um, became an Avenger. She's an Avenger for a very long time. She's also a member of the Fantastic Four. In the recent times, I 
Remember reading a comic where the Fantastic Four was going to go off into space and they needed to leave a team behind just, you know, just uh, just to keep an eye on things. And each member of the team of the Fantastic Four was designated with picking somebody to replace them. Um, Mr. Fantastic picked Ant-Man. Um, the Invisible Woman picked Medusa from the Inhumans, Medusala. Um... Johnny Storm neglected to pick anybody, so he just, uh, at the last minute, he grabbed the girl he was in bed with, who was a Katy Perry-like pop star, and asked her to join the Avengers, and he found her an automated Thing suit, and she became, uh, Miss Thing, which is a great name. She's a really cool character. She had, like, a, the Thing's body with her head poking out, and then the Thing himself asked She-Hulk to take his, his place on the, uh, on the team. If I'm remembering right, actually... Ant-Man was the leader. She was like the muscle, but um anyway. So she you know, she's had a very long and successful uh superhero career. Let's take a look at some more. She is six foot seven, so she's pretty tall. She's huge. If you became a male version, you're probably gonna be closer to seven feet, just you know, on average or whatever. I just I don't know. Who cares? What do I know? She um is six foot seven and she weighs six hundred and fifty pounds. Wow, that is something. Her eyes are green, her hair is green, and her skin is also green. And her powers. Let's take a look at her powers. The She-Hulk possesses vast superhuman strength derived from a body-wide mutagenic change triggered by a transfusion of the gamma irradiated blood of the Hulk. She-Hulk's homo blah blah blah. Ancestry to the Hulk uh, enabled her body to transform without the direct exposure to the gamma radiation. I, I love Marvel pseudoscience. I they fit these words in here, and it doesn't make any sense. Um, as with the Hulk, an increase in the level of epinephrine, known as adrenaline, due to stress, triggers a chemical process that adds, in some unknown way, five hundred and fifty pounds of bone and tissue to her body. To her body. The total transformation takes from 15 seconds to as long as 3 minutes. Determined by the degree of stimulation. So she could like slowly turn into Hulk. That would be weird. Um, She-Hulk can lift about 50 tons. Her powerful leg muscles enable her to leap straight up 600 feet. Or a distance of a thousand feet. I remember this from a She-Hulk comic I read too. In this... She has to go into space and fight this dude, the Gladiator. The Gladiator's taken over this planet, and he will, you know, the only way they do trial there, she goes there as a lawyer, and the way they do trial is trial by combat. So she has to fight the Gladiator, and the first time out, he beats her. He knocks her out. And then her boyfriend, you know, um, who was with her on the journey, it's not J. Jonah Jameson, it's this other guy, he brings up to her... Why don't you ever work out, Jen? Why don't you ever lift weights? And she goes, why would I lift weights? I'm super strong. So, he said, one time I heard you say that you are proportionally stronger when you turn into She-Hulk. So why don't you become stronger as Jen Walters and then maybe you can beat the Gladiator? So she spends like a year on this planet just getting swole, just hitting the weight pile, getting huge. And as Jen Walter, she starts to look like a... Dana Brooke from the WWF. She becomes really thick and buff. So when she turns into She-Hulk, she is monstrous. She is enormous. And she destroys the Gladiator and frees the planet. Um, yeah, so let's see. 
I think we're getting near the end. I think that you guys might know just about everything there is to know about the She-Hulk. She is... She's dope. She is a really fun character. There has been a lot of talk over the years of making a She-Hulk TV program. Um, I would like to see one with her adventures as a lawyer. I think that's really the money. Netflix could do this. Combine Law and Order, Harvey Birdman, and a superhero show. And it's just... It's money, man. You got to get some good writing, good cases, interesting, provocative stuff. Take it right from the Dan Slot series, and uh, you'll be good to go. At any rate, this is me, IC Robot, signing off for Audio Handbook of the Marvel Universe. Episode 2, it's about She-Hulk. Let me reach up here, power down, and uh, check one, two, I'm out. This has been an IC Robots Radio production.